What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What the Funk. Today, we are doing episode 37, Birth Control 101. Okay, some things that you need to know in order to make an informed decision about whether you should go on or stay on hormonal birth control. Okay. Now I did an episode way back when, um, with another coach, um, it would think it was episode two and it was like, um, what your doctor didn't tell you about birth control. And this is, I guess, kind of an iteration of that to a degree, but just more, a little bit more, uh, factual, more information, uh, just sort of like a step-by-step, um, situation. Um, and, uh, what we're going to go ahead and do is just cover what is birth control, What types of birth control are there? What are the outcomes of birth control typically from a hormonal standpoint? How it impacts your digestive health? um, And how to better mitigate being on hormonal birth control if this is something that you choose for yourself. So I want to just put a disclaimer out there, right? I am not against birth control because I feel like it really gives a lot of people a lot of autonomy over their body. However, I feel like a lot of people take birth control without fully understanding the implications, what their options are. And we're not taught as females about our cycle in a way that's actually effective. Like once I learned about my cycle and I realized how easy it was to avoid getting pregnant while not on birth control, I was like, sign me up. Cause I feel like a crazy bitch on this shit. <laughs> like I did not feel like myself, um, at all. And that there's funny stories too, where like some women get off birth control and they even realize they're like, Oh, I'm not attracted to my partner anymore. Like this completely changes your brain physiology. And there's a really great book called your brain on birth control. Um, if you haven't read it, you absolutely should, because it is a good read, very eye-opening a little bit frightening, but in a good way, like in a, like, Oh, I know things now and I'm glad I know things now. What's my next step. And so this is meant, this episode is kind of meant to be that vibe of like, if you want to be on birth control, what do you need to know? And how do you support yourself in the best way possible? So let's get into what is birth control. It is a medication that stops you from getting pregnant. Um, it is the only FDA approved medicine that's actually meant to disrupt a system within the body versus like regulate a system within the body. And I say that very loosely because a lot of medications don't actually help regulate your systems. They regulate a symptom of a dysregulated system, right? But they're meant to fix the symptom or the problem that's happening, even though they don't fix the root cause. Birth control is literally meant to completely disrupt the body. It's literally meant to stop a function of the body. Um, and so, uh, you, it, it, you can use it safely again, like I said, but you got to make an informed choice and not allow your doctor to push it on you just because they think it's the best because they'll just be like, Oh, it's fine. And then you're on it for four five, six, seven, eight years. And they're like, 
then you're wondering, you know, what's wrong with me? Cause I, I actually really am very good at from a coaching perspective of getting people off of birth control <laughs> in a safe way that mitigates any kind of post birth control syndrome and helps reestablish a healthy cycle. All of my clients that I've supported coming off of birth control have all regulated their cycle within 45 weeks of coming off of birth control. Every single one. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things to do as a coach, um, and to empower women. If that's a decision they want to make for themselves to empower them in choosing what they want for their body and then supporting them. But I also have some clients that are on hormonal birth control because they feel like that's the right choice for them right now. And I'm like, cool, let's make sure we're being smart about it. Then here's what you need to know. And here's what we need to do. So there are, um, a couple different types of birth control, but one thing you need to know is that all birth control is synthetic hormones. So, um, we have your sex hormones specifically for females. The two that are super important to, um, your reproductive health are your estrogen and your progesterone. Okay. But hormonal birth control are synthetic forms, um, of those estrogens. So the synthetic form of progesterone is going to be progestin only. Um, so that's going to be, um, a sort of just a fake form of progestin. And this is going to essentially sort of dupe the body into shutting down (laughs) your progesterone response, which will trigger ovulation. Um, and then the estradiol is the uh, endogenous or the one that your body produces most primarily is the natural form of the hormone of estrogen. The synthetic version is going to be an ethanol estradiol, which is again, a synthetic version. And because they are synthetic and not bioidentical, they shut down that over that, that connection between your ovaries and your brain that will trigger ovulation. Now, um, that's going to be mainly like an oral birth control or like an implant or like a shot. Um, a, uh, IUD or an intrauterine device is interesting because it has, it's sort of a more locally located, um, hormone. It's not necessarily getting into your bloodstream as quickly. So sometimes people on like a Mirena IUD will have maybe less issues with their birth control. Theoretically, you actually do still ovulate usually with an IUD in, but it, what it does is it creates sort of an inhospitable environment from those hormones being released directly into the uterus, it creates an environment where an egg cannot implant. So while you are still ovulating, it creates an environment where that egg cannot implant into the uterus, resulting in a pregnancy. This is why sometimes too, like IUDs have sometimes a tendency to move. And I've, I've known people that have had an IUD, their IUD moves or gets dislodged and then they get pregnant. And then they, unfortunately they, they do have a miscarriage because they have an inhospitable environment that have this IUD in their uterus, as well as a pregnancy that it would, is usually not viable, um, typically. And so that's sometimes a risk um, of an IUD when you have that an external implant inside it, things can move and you can have complications with it. Um, and so those, that's kind of just a basic rundown of birth control. So what are the hormonal outcomes of birth control besides just preventing pregnancy? Typically we have decreased testosterone, 
um, which women still need testosterone. It's actually a really important piece of the puzzle for us um, as females, um, especially when it comes to muscle building. It's not necessarily even testosterone that impacts your muscle building, but andosterone, which is um, it, it's one it's another androgen marker within the blood. Um, and so another thing we experience is estrogen dominance, and we also experience low progesterone. Um, now, typically, what's interesting about estrogen dominance is you can have estrogen dominance with low progesterone, but the ratio of estrogen progesterone is so large, like progesterone will be like 0.1 (laughs) during, during when you're, when it should be ranging your progesterone should be elevating and and coming down. Um, it's just sort of like consistently low. Same with testosterone is consistently low. And then you have estrogen. So this is what we call relative estrogen dominance where everything is tanked, including estrogen, but it's still high enough in relation to progesterone that you experience signs of estrogen dominance. And this can also lead to lower thyroid function due to the higher circulation of cortisol within the body when you're on hormonal birth control and sort of the decreased ability to manage stress. And there are a couple studies, if you're interested in me sharing them with you, um, that I was recently pointed to by another mentor of mine. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Is that with birth control, you are less able to manage stress. Your perceived stress is much higher. And physiologically, you do have higher levels of cortisol, cortisol circulated within the body. So you have a mental and physiological response to stress that's less desirable when you are on hormonal birth control. And how this all actually shows up in the body, right? So decreased testosterone, estrogen dominance, low thyroid function, higher levels of cortisol, low progesterone. What does that actually look like? How does that manifest in the body from a biofeedback perspective? Or what are you actually feeling on day to day? Low libido, (laughs) no sex drive. Like I remember last time I was on birth control, I had like no sex drive. I was like, this is so weird. This is not good. Um, and low energy. So lots of chronic fatigue. Um, you can have some thinning hair, higher levels of hair breakage. You can have more drier skin, more issues with your skin. You might experience anxiety or depression. Um, and this is also linked to your digestive health as well. And I'll get into that next. What is the impact on digestive health? If you listened to my previous episode, the gut brain axis, you know, your digestive health directly impacts your mental health. Um, and then you can have trouble adding and keeping lean muscle tissue, which is going to have a direct effect on your body's metabolic rate. Okay. And your ability to store nutrients, which is going to impact your, um, potential risk of developing insulin resistance or weight loss resistance while you're on hormonal birth control. So impacts on digestive health. So, um, being on hormonal birth control slows down estrogen metabolism and clearance, which can cause a lot of brain fog and fatigue. This also impacts the gut microbiome. It lowers the diversity typically is what studies have found is it changes the microbiome and it can lower the variety of bacteria within the gut. Okay. So exogenous hormones have a negative usually impact on the gut flora. Okay. And understanding also that the gut microbiome is unique to individuals, to, to each individual for multiple reasons. And the quote unquote, optimal array of bacteria varies from person to person based on multiple factors and imbalances or changes within this microbiome. This is what, and I, I explained this a little bit in my last podcast, episode 36, um, the gut brain axis, um, imbalances within the microbiome influences intestinal permeability and the blood brain barrier, allowing additional toxins and bacteria to impact your mental health 
and can also exacerbate additional brain fog, chronic fatigue, and then imbalances with the microbiome and that decreased diversity can lead to lower immunity, higher risk of autoimmune disease. And again, this is all highly influenced by your past, by your genetics, by trauma, by uh, multiple things, but it does put you at higher risk. So let's say you have this sort of perfect storm and then you add in this low grade endocrine disruptor of your hormonal birth control. You're just sort of setting yourself up for having a lot of fucking problems. (laughs) Like that's, that's how it goes. So now how do we mitigate this? So now, okay, you know, all this information, but you're still at a point in your life where like, I think that being on hormonal birth control is still the right choice for me in this time in my life. Cool. That's totally fine. But what we want to do is we want to mitigate these potential negative impacts. So one thing that I like to call is the just general health cocktail of supplements that any individual can usually take is a solid multivitamin, a good vitamin D and a fish oil. And I'm going to leave the links to the ones that I use and recommend to my clients below. These are very high quality supplements and they're not going to entirely break the bank. Okay. I'm going to leave those down below because what happens is birth control also causes a lot of nutrient deficiencies. So we want to really support with something that's got good B vitamins. Vitamin D is a marker that will directly correlate with somebody's risk of developing an autoimmune disease or chronic illness. Fish oil will help with just basic health markers with inflammation, um, and overall health and a multivitamin, a really solid multivitamin that's going to have, you know, magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, all of that stuff in it is going to be really beneficial. Um, to somebody who's on hormonal birth control. And you could even get away with taking, um, you know, uh, there's, so the one I usually recommend is the thorn two a day nutrients. Um, there's also an advanced nutrients of thorn. So if you're somebody who's having a lot of problems, maybe consider the advanced nutrients, which is going to have a higher daily, um, daily amount of all of those vitamins in it compared to the two a day, which is totally fine. All as always, you know, just disclaimer, make sure that whatever you're taking from a supplement standpoint, you're double checking with your medical provider, make sure that there's not any issues with any potential medications that you're on. Um, and so those are the three that I recommend everybody just take. So there's three right there. I'll leave the links to those down below. Now, other ones that you might want to consider, um, and this is where you're going to just always double check, make sure you have the support of a coach as well as a medical provider that you can just double check these things with as needed as a full disclaimer. Um, NAC, N-acetylcarnitine is really beneficial to help clear out excess hormones, um, and and just help liver function overall, because being on birth control can really impact your liver function because essentially you're backing up your hormone clearance and it can cause a lot of strain on your liver function, which can actually result in being like dealing with high cholesterol, even though you're otherwise a quote unquote healthy individual, right? Um, you want some magnesium and zinc in order to help that vitamin D absorb even more optimally. A multivitamin will have magnesium and zinc in it, but sometimes magnesium can also really benefit people from a sex, uh, hormone perspective. Um, you're going to want to get a B6 vitamin, um, especially with hormonal birth control, right? These are all things that are going to be directly impacted by your hormonal birth control. And again, full disclaimer, always double check with your medical provider. Like when I, when I'm dealing with supplementation with my clients, I'm always cross-referencing their medications with any um, supplementation that we're taking. And I always tell them like, inform your doctor, this is what we're doing. Make sure they have it on record of everything we're doing. Because while I don't always love how Western medicine functions, I do recognize that medical providers are a necessary and important part of maintaining somebody's just overall health and wellness. And we want their doctors to be fully in the loop of everything that we're doing. Even though I send 
my clients into their doctor's offices with sort of a script and things to ask for, and they might be considered a pain in the butt. But, um, you know, if advocating for themselves makes them a pain in the butt, then so be it. Um, I will happily create multi everybody being a pain in the ass with their medical provider. If it means that they're going to get the care that they are deserving of, but this also means you need to give your care provider all of the information of what you're doing to support your health um, as well. So other things that we need to do. So from a basic supplementation standpoint, yes, you want to get all those things in the mix, but you also must optimize your stress, your movement routine, as well as your nutrition. Um, and I know I say that all the time, you need to work on stress management. I did a whole ass episode, episode 31 on proactive stress management. Movement is going to be really beneficial to you. We want to make sure that you're moving enough and consistently to challenge your body, but not killing yourself. Like we should not be doing crazy hit workouts, especially something that's going to cause a lot of stress when your body is already, like we said earlier, going to be dealing with a less optimal response to stress while on birth control. The last thing you want to do is continue to add more stressors to the body by overtraining and nutrition. More people need to eat more fruits and vegetables. I, I'm just putting it out there right now. Almost all of my clients hear me say week over week over week, let's get more vegetables in, let's get more vegetables in, let's get more fruits in, et cetera. Let's get more nutrients in, more single ingredient food items. And a lot of times I tell my clients, do a smoothie or two every day just to get the ball rolling on this stuff. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm really busy. I don't have time to always sit down and eat like these full huge meals with all these fruits and vegetables. It's like, cool, blend it up blended up literally so simple, but so, so effective. So hopefully this was a beneficial, um, episode for you on making an informed decision on if birth control is effective and necessary for your life. Um, I will be doing some more episodes on like what we need to know about mitigating and managing birth control naturally. Um, if that's something you're interested as well as doing some further episodes on post birth control syndrome and kind of how, what are considerations for coming off of birth control? I'll definitely be talking about that. Um, so, uh, if this was beneficial to you, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me. I would love to see who's listening, see who's tuning in. And if there is something that you're interested in hearing on the podcast, please let me know. Next week's episode is a one year anniversary episode and I'm so, so excited for it. Um, and so I would love to get, uh, you know, if you have any ideas or thoughts or I'm going to do sort of like a mini FAQ for that one year anniversary episode. So let me know what I can record for you. Um, thank you guys so much for being here today. And I hope Hope you have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the What the Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. And don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support. And I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach client relationship. Thank you guys so much.